Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another blissful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I am your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 133. This week's message is a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining in this week uh, for another blissful, encouraging devotional message from the words of God. I pray that all things are going well for you today and that you're having a wonderful and blissful week. Uh, as we get ready to get into this week's message, I thank you for the blessedness of that of your prayers and support uh, for our podcast and for the ministry in general, bringing forth encouraging devotional message unto that of God's people to edify, motivate, strengthen and instill the knowledgeable wisdom of that of God has been a has been a nice journey uh, thus far it's been challenging um, but overall rewarding and I think that sometimes we we get caught up in we get caught up in the hardship of what a ministry is we get caught up in the trials and the tribulations. We get caught up in the struggle. We get caught up in the challenging aspects of running a ministry, sustaining a ministry, um, organizing a ministry to move forth and to be productive in that which has been given in a vision unto us to carry forth for the kingdom of God. And we get deterred and we sometimes get distracted, but all that is to be expected because people of God, you are dealing with principalities. You're not dealing with flesh and bones. You are dealing with spirits and that of the spirit realm. So, there are going to be things that are going to need a little bit more aggressiveness in the way that you carry out, the way that you perform, the way that you uh, stand upright in that of the natural world and that of this realm and that of the flesh. There are some things that can be done kind of easily. Um, there are things that can come forth a little easier than what um, we would deal with in that of the spirit. And then vice versa. There are things that we can have a hard time dealing with in that of the flesh. But when we allow ourselves to be totally governed by that of the Spirit, when we allow ourselves to be uh, under that covering and have that spiritual discerning, then we can see just how easy it is to be able to um, to be able to be productive, to be able to flow and to move forward in the things that have been assigned unto us to do, and also in that of the vision that God has revealed unto us. Now you say, well, Brother Tim, what are you talking about? You know, what 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 is all this meaning? 
people of God, right now, we're in a moment to where we cannot totally rely on what we're seeing with our eyes. We need to be walking in that of the discerning of the spirit. Now, I'm not saying don't pay attention to what you see, what you hear, and what you're reading. Once again, as I have said in previous episodes, we need to be woke. And we need to stay woke. We need to be attentive to things that are taking place daily, constantly throughout each and every day. Because those things that take place is going to help us to be able to maneuver and do what we need to do. And that of the assignment that has been assigned unto us for the kingdom of God. Knowing where there's a riot taking place and that riot has taken place or is taking place in the area that you're getting ready to go and do that of the serving for your ministry. That's information that you need to know. That's knowledge that needs to be made aware of. Understanding changes in laws for a particular area that you're getting ready to set up in. That is knowledge that is needed to be known. So we need to be attentive. But in being attentive in that of the flesh, what we see with our carnal vision, what we hear with our carnal insight, and what we read and that of our carnal mindset, we need to allow all those things to come under the governance of that of the spirit and to be discerned in that of the spirit. And we need to not allow ourselves to get caught up in these things. Now, you say, well, Brother Tim, what do you mean caught up? Because there's some things that are taking place right now um, that even I want to debate. Even I want to put my hands on. I came across something today that really, really struck a chord with me. And I sat there just looking at that post, looking at that content. And thinking to myself, why? And the only thing that I could really think that I could possibly do that was in my power to do at that moment was to say a quick prayer in my thoughts. What I'm referring to, if some of you haven't come across it, and I, you know I'm not one to really get involved in stuff that's taking place throughout the world and because that's not what this platform is about this platform is about bringing forth the encouraging word of god but in doing so i want you to understand people of god where my heart is at sometimes i want you to understand that i do feel heaviness in my heart just as much as you do and i understand that at times we can say well how is it so easy for you to be encouraged how is it so easy for you to be so joyful how is it that other people that i see can be so joyful and be so so relaxed and so at what we would like to call nonchalant and it's not that it's just that we have allowed ourselves to be released and be in the presence of that of god to be under that of the cloak of my god now let me refrain that word not cloak but under that of the coverance of Christ's presence, of that of his peace, 
Because this peace is there, we just have to allow ourselves to be governed and come under the coverance of that peace. So, like I was saying with this content that I came across today, um, and getting ready to bring forth the message, I the content pertained to a story of a little girl. Um, I think the I think the ad was saying that she was about 10 years old, about 9 or 10 years old, and she had autism. Now, I don't have anyone in my family that I know of, that I know of, that has autism. But in my previous job that I have had, um, I did come across and I was... Um, in the presence of parents and in the presence of children that had autism. And I've seen the severity of some. I've seen their actions. And people of God, these are children. And they're no different than a child that we would consider to be normal. They're all children of God. And when I read this content and to see that this child was being bullied by the teacher. I don't know about you, but when I went to school, I felt that when I stepped in that classroom, knowing that I was under the authority of that teacher and that I had to do what that teacher told me to do. I felt that that teacher would not steer me wrong. I felt that that teacher would protect me at the best of that of his or hers ability and authority. And if there was anything that went outside of that, that he or she would uh, enlist the aid of the assistant principal, the principal, or even maybe the guidance counsel, or another teacher, whatever was readily and quickly available at that moment. So to hear about this story of a teacher where your child is supposed to be able to be on a conference, supposed to be in a safe zone, supposed to be in a zone to where they can open up their minds and their hearts. And they're vulnerable, but they're vulnerable to learn. So in some sense, in their mind, they don't feel they're vulnerable because they're in the presence of a teacher, which is supposed to have that authority of teaching and also that authority and responsibility or of protection. So, to hear that this teacher was bullying this child that is artistic, that hurt me. That hurt me. And to hear that this child took her life. Took her life. That bothered me. And I sat there for looking at that that content, looking at her picture, and I was totally lost for words. Truthfully, honestly, I'm, you know, be straightforward with you. I was lost for words because I'm like, wow, this is what society has come to. And yes, the little girl was blind. Yes, she was. But that's not the point I'm trying to bring across. The point I'm trying to bring across is the fact that it was a child. 
So to me, it doesn't matter what color, what race, or what nationality. It, it, it does not matter to me. The point, what I'm looking at is that that was a 10-year-old child that had autism. Now, some of you think that autism is something to where a child does not have um, smarts. But to believe it or not, there's some very smart kids that have autism. Very smart. Very, 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 very smart. Um, and some of the time we can go and take that. We can take that for granted. Because we think, oh, you know, autism, they, you know, they, they, are not, they don't have the ability to stay calm. They don't have the ability to, to focus. Uh, the slightest things bother them. They can't take loud noises. Uh, they don't like a whole lot of this, a whole lot of that. But people of God, they are very smart and aware in a way more than what you will imagine. <laughs> My God. So I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna stay on this topic long, but. That's where my mind and my heart was at. And I know you can say, well, how does that relate to us not keeping ourselves so caught up on what's going on? It's hard. And that's the point I'm trying to make when, by telling you this, this story. It's hard. And there's heaviness on my heart a lot of times because I see things. And I also read things and hear things. And I'm like, oh, my God. And there's times when I can come across a video and I'm looking at it and I have to stop it and just turn away from it. I have to move on to the next thing or I could be posting something and content will come up before me. And just the title alone, just the, 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 the capture and in my thoughts, it's like my spirit says, no, you don't want to watch that. I know you don't want to read that. And so I'll just pass by. And it's not that I don't have any compassion. It's just that I know that within myself. To allow myself to not be heavily sustained with that of that type of hurt on my heart and in my spirit. Because... I won't be able to stay focused in the way that I need to be focused in order to bring forth the content unto you that I need to bring to you. Because if I cannot within that of myself be encouraged and be an a be a encouraging person and have that presence of courage dwelling and dwelling outwardly from me. And I can look at God's word. And see the encouragement in his word. And bring it forth unto you. That I am of no use. You follow me? See if I allow myself to be so drenched. And saturated. With the evil. And the ridiculously. Carelessly. Just. Senseless killing. That is taking place. then I myself cannot be in the state of encouragement. My mindset 
cannot be where it needs to be in order to be receiveth of the encouragement of God's word and to bring it forth and present it unto you. So therefore I am of no use. And then this vessel which I have surrendered unto God and I have said I will do it. I have accepted the assignment and I say I will go forth. I am utilizing the gift that has been stolen unto me and the power and the strength of that gift to bring unto you you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, the encouraging word of God. So if I get caught up, then I can no longer see the encouragement in God's word because I would no longer have that desire. And my focus would no longer be where it needs to be at because my focus would be caught up on what I've heard, what I've seen, what I've read. And that of my carnal perception. And that of my carnal discerning. So that's why I say don't get caught up on what you see. It's not easy. It is totally, truly, trust me, I know. But because of what's going on in the world, that is why it's more important than ever. Right now, right this moment that you're hearing my voice is to be standing steadfast in what has been given unto you to do for the kingdom of God. We must display the love, the power, and the standing authority of God on this earth. We must do this. And in doing it, Christ didn't say it was going to be easy. He said that you're going to face many trials and tribulations. He said, but have heart and fear not, because I have conquered the world. So, my brothers and sisters, I say to you today, for those who have lost loved ones, and those loved ones was lost by the hand of another, whether it was directly or indirectly, and their passing was not natural, I say to you, allow the mourning process to take place. Mourn. But in your mourning, be joyful. In your mourning, be re oh my God, be forgiving. In your mourning, repent of the thoughts that you may have. In your mourning, be at peace. In your mourning, allow yourself to be comforted by that of the presence of God. Lie yourself within his bosom. Allow yourself to be, my God, to be covered by the wings of his peaceful refuge. And allow the peaceful presence of Christ. The words that he says, my peace I leave unto you. Not the world's peace. He said, but my peace. So he says, I give you my peace. Not the peace that the world has and offers, but my peace. And people of God, we need that peace. Because when the things take place in this world, we need to be in a peaceful mindset and allow ourselves to be comforted by the bosom of that of God. That we can stay focused and that we can do what has been called unto us to do. My God, 
So I'm bringing forth this message this week. Um, I'm praying that everyone will stay focused. I pray that as this message has been presented, that you will receive it and that it will work in you as God is desiring it to. Because what I'm getting out of it, I pray that you will get out of it, but I do understand that at times we do discern different things. Depending on where we are at individually in our lives. So with that being said, my brothers and sisters, uh, we'll get ready to go into open prayer and uh, we're going to bring forth the encouraging word of God. Amen. Blessed be Father God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for blessing me. Seeing me worthy to bring forth that of your word of encouraging. It is not easy, especially in this time, day and age, to be encouraged. Because of the things that have taken place. Because of the things that are yet to come. We hear of these drastic measures that are being taken by that of the governments of each country. We hear of what the people are doing both evil and good and we see the damage and the senseless killing that has been taking place Heavenly Father in my mind in my heart am I living in the same world Am I living in a place that I thought was supposed to have compassion, caring, love, patience, forgiveness, mercy? Heavenly Father, I'm thankful for that. I have your encouragement that I see in your word. I'm thankful for the mindset that I have. And the strong heart and the joyfulness and the strength of that of my spirit to be uplifted in spite of what's taking place. And I thank you that I'm able to bring forth this encouragement unto that of my brothers and sisters in Christ, your people, your children. I pray for those who are heavy laden. And that they will come before Christ, humbly kneel before him, surrender those things, and lay them down at his feet that are heavy upon them, and take up his yoke, so that they will be able to carry on, that they will be able to move forth, and that which is given unto them, that which has been Reveal and vision unto them to carry forth for that of your kingdom. Each second and each moment of each day brings forth challenges and situations come forth because of the ever-changing circumstances have presented themselves. Life issues are constantly changing and evolving, creating this storm of events. But Heavenly Father, the peacefulness of your refuge, 
the peace that, that our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus spoke of is there for the taking. It's there for the consumption. It's there as he has spoken. For as he has said, my peace I give unto you. My peace I leave with you. Not the peace that the world gives, but the peace that I give. So in those words, we must understand that no matter what is going on with us, we have the peace of Christ to settle upon our minds, hearts, and bring comfort unto us. And that we're able to mourn as we need to mourn. So, Father, hear my prayer. Let thy petition of words come unto thy throne. Be pleased with my words and asking that that of your comfort and refuge, that of the peace of Christ, and that of the joyfulness of his presence in the coming of each and every day, that it may dwell, that it may be clothed upon your people, that it will Take it in in consumption. Allow it to be in presence with them. Dwell with them. Grow in them. Flow outwardly from them. So that they can stand strong and steadfast through the things that they are enduring. I petition you, Father. Hear your servant. Let thy words be pleasing unto thy ear. Let it be meditated upon thy heart. And let thy hand go forth in action. Hear me, Father, for I pray, and my heart is heavy, but I stand steadfast. I open my mind and my heart, and my spirit awaits in joyfulness to hear your word, to allow it to be laid upon my heart, commanded of my spirit to bring forth unto your people. Heavenly Father, in my prayer today, I prayed of many things. And in my thoughts now, as I normally do, I didn't ask and I didn't allow myself and I didn't speak it for my heart, my mind to be open. And for that which you desire to be said to come forth. So I speak it now. And that my mind, my heart is open. I am available to you. I am ready to bring forth what you desire for me to say. That your people may hear and receive what is needed for them to stand strong and steadfast and endure what is coming forth and what they are in the middle of now. May all the goodness and the blissfulness of that of your presence and the comforts of that of your refuge be distilled upon them in the name of Jesus. In this I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it is not easy to continue on life knowing that a life has been lost. 
and that life has been so close, it's been such an essential part of your life, of your functioning, of your day-to-day being. To know that that spirit is gone on the glory is a peacefulness within itself. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. It's unthinkable at times. But we allow the joyfulness that's in our spirits. If we allow the peacefulness that our Lord and Savior Christ has left unto us to be the sustaining force to be that what we allow ourselves to lay upon, stand upon, embrace, then we can make it through. We can speak goodness and blessedness over those whose lives have been lost. And we can we can release them on unto that of heaven, unto God's kingdom. The thoughts of them, the memories that we had and shared with them will always be with us. They will be with us in our hearts. We will carry the joyfulness of them in our spirit. And it's the peace of knowing that there were God. There were Christ. That is the healing process. That is the mourning which we all must go through. They will receive their rest. They will receive the rest of the Father. So today I bring before you a message. And that message is a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. In other words, they did not combine it with faith. Now we who have believed enter that rest. Just as God has said, so I declare on oath in my anger, they should never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rests from all his works. 
And again, in the passage above, he says, they should not. Man, that's touching right there. That's touching. And again, in the passage above, he says, they should never enter my rest. So he spoke it twice. And again, in the passage above, he says, they should never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David. As in the passage already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken my God, later about another day. Hmm. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by falling. Their example of disobedience. Now, let me back up and, and read that again, because. Falling not short, he says. But see, terrible question. He says, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter the rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So people of God, what is being said here is keep up the good fight. Stay in the race. Don't fall out of the race. And I'm getting ahead of my nose. Don't fall out of the race because of what's taking place around you, amongst you. Don't lose sight of what you're doing and why you're doing it and for whom you're doing it for. It's not just about you. See, that's another thing I think where some of us get caught up. We think it and we make it to be all just about us. But it's not. It's concerning the kingdom of God and you're carrying out an assignment for the kingdom of God. The vision given unto you is not your vision per se. It's God's vision. We say our vision because God gave it to us in a vision. So we say our vision. We say my vision I had. 
But technically, ownership lies with God. He has shared with you a vision. My God. And that vision is a part of his overall plans. For everyone to enter his kingdom. For everyone to be able to be received of what they need to be received of why they're here on this earth. So that they can stay the course. That they can stay in the race unto that of salvation. Stay in that of his grace and his mercy. Stay stand upright and righteous before him. And have knowledge in doing so. So the vision given unto you is a vision that he is sharing. That is part of that of his overall plan. So therefore ownership. Technically still belongs unto that of God. For when he has revealed unto your vision, he's sharing to you his plans, his desires. Jesus. So people of God, it's not about us. I look at my platforms and I see other platforms on this social media that we have now. And I think of something that a mentor told me a while back. She said to me, she said, and whatever it is that you're doing, that you're being called to do, stand steadfast and have faith. Do not waver. Do not bend. And do not detour from the course. Because you're going to come on to a moment where you're going to present. And you're going to need to speak to people. And you're going to open yourself up. And people will not show. You may have one where you thought you should have five. You may have five where you thought you should have 20. And you may have 20 where you thought you should have had hundreds. But she said, if just one person is there to receive, and you can have 20, you can have 50, but if just one is listening and giving you their undivided attention, you speak to that one as if you're speaking to hundreds, and you give your all unto that one. Don't be discouraged because it's just one. So my brothers and sisters, don't allow yourself to be deterred, regardless of what the situation is. Whether you are putting forth a speaking engagement and then, you know, you go and you think, okay, well, you know, I, I sent out 500 and you get their 50 show. Don't be discouraged. Take heart. Because, see, you still have word of mouth. which has been around since almost a day of time, way before social media even took place. So just because there's only a few, just because you may only have one like here, one like there, just because only one person embraced and gave you an amen, people of God, don't be discouraged. Be joyful. You got one amen. Because see that one amen in the background, <laughs> Behind the scenes, backstage, that one amen could be 10. It could be 20. It could be 30. It could be 40. Because you don't know who 
that one person is sharing that content with. You might not be able to see it. So even though that one person seen as one is one to you and in your mind is registering as one in your carnalness of precision. Be in that of discerning your spirit and know that behind the scenes that one is sharing with another one or that one is sharing with five other or that one is sharing with one and that one that they shared is sharing with five and that five that got shared with is sharing with 20 and that 20 that received is sharing with 30 and that 30 that received is sharing with 60 and that 60 that received is sharing with thousands. People of God it is in that that you must take up hope. It is in that that you must stand because see it ain't about you. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom So when it says this, it says, there still remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest. Meaning, stay focused on what you're doing, what you need to be doing. Stay straight, work hard to stay upright before God. People of God. It's not easy. I get it. Trust me, I know. And we we stumble, we trip, and we even fall sometimes. But it's by the grace of God, it's by through the mercy of that of his forgiveness, his love, that we're given a way to stand back up. And it's through the strength of Christ that we can prevail and persevere. We're already victorious. We just got to walk in it. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That sticks with me. It sticks with me. Um, and it's not that I haven't heard it before. It's not that I'm not aware of what the word says. Um, it makes me think about years and years ago that I've heard this. And thinking that what I do and what I don't do, you know, as far as sin and actions and things like that, that God knows it all. Even my thoughts. I have gotten to the point now to where I've asked God to take over my thoughts. I've, I've asked God to purge those thoughts that are not right before him. That are not righteous and upstanding. Purge them from me. Before they become desires of my heart. 
and carried out in deeds in that of my flesh. I don't want it to be manifested. And because I know the flesh is going to do what the flesh wants to do. It desires what it desires and it's going to do what it wants to do. It wars with the spirit and the spirit wars with the flesh. That's what the word says, so that neither one can do what it desires. For people of God, it's challenging. It really truly is. It really truly is. That's why we must stay attentive. We must stay woke and we must stay focused. Even if we stumble, even if we trip, and on occasion if we fall, we must not stay down. Don't stay in that sin that caused you to stumble or caused you to trip or caused you to fall. Fight hard to stand up and stay standing. Even if you keep getting pulled, still continue to fight. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't toss in the towel. The towel meaning don't toss in your soul. Your soul is a towel. Don't toss it in. You do everything and everything within you and that of Christ to stand. So many of us have given in. So many of us has tossed in the towel for whatever reason. We cannot continue to do this. We must stay strong. We must stand steadfast. Because it says, for the word of God is alive and active. We must allow it to be active in us. And then we go back and it says, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest. So that no one will perish by the following their example of disobedience. Granted, I get it. It's hard. Trust me. I don't need to be told that because I, you know, hey, I, I, I got some stories. My testimony. Understand? So I know how hard it is to stand. I know how hard it is to, 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 to try to stay away from that of temptation and not allow her to drag you in. And not listen to those urges. Pulling on you. Playing with your thoughts. I get it. You feel me? So... But I'm trying to stand with you, my brothers and sisters, and um, receiving this encouragement so that you may be encouraged as well. People of God, your journey to salvation is not over just because a few things in your day went wrong or you stumbled in your walk. And because of bad judgment, you tripped in result of a decision you made. That doesn't mean this race of which we run is over. For if you have stumbled, tripped, or fallen, the hand of God is there to sustain you, catch you, and lift you up, strengthen you, straighten you, dust you off, and set you back on course. You only fall out of this race unto salvation if you choose to fall out. It's just that simple. If you choose to fall out of the race, meaning if you choose to stop, you say, I'm done. I can't, I can't go no further. I can't do this. No more. 
that's the only way you're going to fall out. But if you stay in, if you give yourself and allow yourself to be receiving, to be in companionship with that of Christ, in the refuge of that of God, you must surrender all of that which is of you to understand and to see God's refuge. Because we can read about it. We can hear about it. We can even see it. But until we surrender and allow ourselves to be in usefulness of his presence, we will not truly receive the refuge of God. And we will not truly understand and be able to see it in discerning working in our lives. Trust me when I say this because I've gone through situations. Dealt with some things. And it was in the moment that I surrendered. It was in the moment that I said, God, I cannot do this anymore within that of myself. Help me. God showed me his refuge. He showed me how he sustained me. He showed me how I was able to do the things that I did. It wasn't by my hand that I did it. It wasn't by my hand that I was able to withhold that of my rage, my anger, and stay my hand from hurting somebody. It was because of his refuge. It was because of his will over my life. When I surrendered and allowed myself to be in discerning of it, that's when I seen it. That's when I knew the existence. That's when I knew the vastness. <laughs> My God. The ever reaching and strengthening of that of God's refuge. So people of God. This journey that we travel to salvation. Don't think of it as being over because of some things that happen that cause us to trip. Or we cause ourselves to trip or fall or stumble. That does not mean this race of which we run is over. For if you have stumbled, trip or fall, the hand of God is there to sustain you, catch you, and lift you up. Scream. He will scream you. Dust you off and set you back on course. You only fall out of this race unto salvation if you choose to fall out. For it is by the love of Christ that we have this opportunity to partake of the Father's rest. Do not allow yourselves to fall short of this opportunity. Now, as I say that, I'm saying that to myself as well because. I'm human. I bleed. I have the same skin and bones and flesh makeup as everyone else. And I'm susceptible to the things of this world, to that of the flesh. And I am at war with spirits and principalities, the spirit realm. So people of God, I get it. But I'm saying to you, there's hope if we stay in the race. 
we stay in the race and we allow ourselves to be in the presence of God, truthfully surrender unto his refuge, we ourselves will partake of that rest. A Sabbath's rest for the people of God. my brothers and sisters um that notification that you just heard i just um it's letting me know that we're at that point in time in the show to bring forth the spiritual food for thought um this message has really had me thinking today because there's a lot of times that i wanted to give up there's a lot of times i wanted to throw in the towel and just surrender it all um, I started doing devotionals as far as sending devotionals out, posting devotionals. Um, I started doing that. It's been about six years now, probably just a little over six years. It's been about six years. And every time when I think about it, every time when there's a moment that comes to mind and I'm in that mindset of wanting to just step away from it all, I think about how long it's been. I think about when it first started, where I was at in my life journey, when those words rung in my ear and in my spirit and touched my soul and laid upon my heart in a commandment, an opportunity that led to the revealing of what my gift is and I think about that, I'm like, wow, it's been that long. And then I think, I will, you know, I never could imagine the things that have taken place since I, since I picked up this assignment, since I received and accepted it. Things that have taken place and what's taking place now, I never imagined the doors that would open. I never imagined it. A couple of years ago, I had visions. I had dreams. These dreams were me standing, talking to a crowd of people, doing seminars. And then I thought to myself, I said, yeah, right, seminar. Talking to a lot of people. And I'm not going to lie to you, people of God. I was fearful. But that fearfulness turned to just being nervous. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not nervous at times. But when I pray, and I release that, I open my heart in my mind so that I can be receiving of what God desires to be said, what he desires for you to hear. Then I don't look at it as me having to worry about what to say because God will speak. There's a scripture and word that, and I can't recall the 
number of that scripture right now out of the book, but it speaks on on Christ sending out the twelve. And his instructions unto them was that if you're called, if you're apprehended because of me, he says, don't worry about, don't plunder on about what you should say when you go before the Pharisees and those who will judge you. He said, because the Spirit will give unto you the words to say. Says the Father will speak, and He will speak through you. And, you know, and each and every time that I think about that, I know just how true that is. Because there's been times when I've been before authority, and the right things have always came out. The right outcome has always been presented, and it's not that I was hiding anything because I wasn't. Wasn't hiding nothing. Wasn't trying to hide anything. Wasn't trying to bring forth any false or fake content. I wasn't trying to present anything that was not true. But you and I know that sometimes justice doesn't always turn in our favor. Sometimes who we're against uh, what we're up against sometimes over secede that which we have and the physicalness of that of our authority and knowledge but when we allow ourselves to be open when we surrender ourselves into that of god truthfully and we allow that which is of him to speak to sustain The things are done in that of our favor. Now, the spiritual food for thought for this week reads as such. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now that's a thought. Once again, I lay this before you. Spiritual food for thought. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, people of God, we have heard and we have seen it written out in the word where it says the word is alive. And we have known that Christ is the word and the word is Christ. The living word of God. Now, 
In closing today, there's two things I want to leave with you. One of them being, I want you to understand this. Think about this. Stay steadfast on this. A Sabbath rest for the people of God. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest so that no one would perish by following their example of disobedience. And when it says there, it's talking about, you know, our ancestors before us. That's the first thing. Second thing is a spiritual food for thought. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing souls and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So those are the things, my brothers and sisters, to keep in mind. Let us stay steadfast in what has been given unto us to do. There's going to be moments where, whether by any cause of our own, any fault of ours, we're probably going to trip, stumble, and we might even fall. But keep into remembrance, people of God, that does not mean this race of which we run is over. For if you have stumbled, tripped, or fall, the hand of God is there to sustain you. He will catch you and lift you up, straighten you, dust you off, and set you back on course. He will restrengthen you that you may stand steadfast and upright before him once again, sanctified in his eyes. Now, there's something that needs to be done on our part, you know, if, if the reason that we fall was because of sin, we need to repent. But my whole point of what I'm saying and the reason why this message and this part of this message that I'm recapping on right now as I'm getting ready to close is because don't let things that have taken place in your life Keyword being that has, meaning past tense, means it's gone, taking place in your life, or the things that are taking place now, or even that which will come. Don't let those things deter you from continuing on the journey that has been laid out for you to travel and the assignment that is given unto you to complete, therefore, filling the purpose of your life unto that of God's kingdom and that. In turn, my brothers and sisters, you're seeing that your journey will end with salvation in the kingdom of our Father. Don't let these things deter you, sidetrack you, disembobulate you, as they, some people would say. You know, that means tear you apart. If you don't know what disembobulate means, that means to tear apart, dismantle, unassemble. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't let that happen to you. Stay as one 
because we are as one in the body of Christ. We are one Christ. Amen. Unto one for one. So people of God, let this be known. Give it all unto God. Give it all unto God. There's a non-profit that I'm getting in. This is, I guess you can call this a shameless plug, but um, I haven't really talked about it on here because I um, have to keep it separate as much as possible. But there's a non-profit that I'm working on, and that non-profit is Never Abandon Ministries. And it's basically meaning that we're never abandoned. Don't ever let anybody think that you have been abandoned because you're not. Our Lord and Savior, our God, is always with us. He's always there. So therefore, you're not abandoned. Even when it may seem that way, even in the most direst times when you think you need help the most, and you you look and you think to yourself, man, it's like, I guess nobody's going to help me. I guess there's really no way out of this. That doesn't mean that our Father is not there. That doesn't mean that He doesn't hear you. It doesn't mean that He does not see you. Our Lord knows. And the Word even says so. He sees. <laughs> he sees the righteous. And His ear is attentive to their cry. That's the Word. So don't ever think that you're alone. You're not. Now there's some things God is wanting you to go through so you can find yourself in a situation and think, oh man, you know, I'm all alone and, you know, everybody don't abandon me and I, there's no way out of this. A lot of times, and I can't speak on what those times are because only you, only God knows that. And it's up to you to know that. And to follow through as needed. But there are going to be some times that God is going to allow some things to take place. He is not going to force anything or put anything in place to remove you from certain situations. Or to allow you to sidestep certain challenges. There are times that he will. And there's times that he won't. And the times that he won't. Are most likely those times... Because there's things that he's wanting you to get. There's things that he's wanting you to have. Because it's a test or it's a challenge unto you. Or it is needed to help mold you and shape you into that which he has created you to be. But nevertheless, no matter what it is, don't ever think that you're alone. And this nonprofit that I'm looking to and which is already under development right now as I speak. Um, it is about bringing forth and revealing to everyone the refuge of God and knowing that you're not alone, knowing how to understand his refuge, knowing what to do to truly get a understanding, to truly See the refuge of God working in your life. And then also with that, 
we're going to be hopefully addressing some things concerning homelessness. What that's going to be exactly, I'm not 100% sure. There's some things that God has showed me. And I have had opportunity to meet some people. So I'm allowing, I'm allowing the guidance and the counseling of God to lead me and to instruct me on concerning that. Because there's so many things out there. There's so many organizations, there's so many entities, programs and things. Um, so I don't want to be just another, I don't want to be just another bottle in the sea. You know what I mean? That's just floating along with everybody else doing the same thing. Um, I want what we do concerning the homeless to truly be that helping hand, to truly be that standing of what they can lean on you feel me um and truly allow them to see that they're not alone because they are god's lost sheep and you know a lot of people forget them they're lost but they're not lost in the sense of what we think they're lost and whether it's their choice to be to live the life that they're living or whether it's by no choice or by no force of their own so people are God, that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on. And in future episodes, I probably will speak more on it. But right now, um, I just wanted to share that a little bit with you because uh, it came across my mind as I was mentioning to you about the refuge of God and understanding the refuge of God. Um, it came across my thoughts. Uh, hard to speak that to you. But there's a lot of things in the works, and not just what, what I spoke to you about about the nonprofit, but also with this platform. Um, you know, I spoke about you know doing the video uh, podcasting, and that's still that's still in the works. And there's a lot to getting that set up. It's easy, but at the same time, it can be mundane. It can be challenging because. You need to make sure that everything is good. And um, there's so many programs and so many businesses out there um, that are offering their services to allow you to be able to do exactly what it is that I'm getting ready to do. Um, but I want to be able to bring forth that video content and bring forth the scrum. I don't want there to be any glitches. I don't want there to be any issues with being able to record or go live or whatever. Um, and that's what I'm faced with now. You know, I'm faced with some issues with some things. But um, I'm not concerned. I'm not frustrated about it. I'm not upset about it. I'm not, I'm not deterred about it. I'm not at this maven about it. I put all things in God's hands because I know that if that's an avenue that he wants me to um, be and, and to travel and to be sustained and dwell there, it's going to happen. Amen. It's going to happen because I do believe that God has placed provisional blessings along the journey that I am traveling and for this assignment that I am carrying out for his kingdom. And I know that it's going to be, it's going to be. And so I just have to stay focused, which is what I'm trying to get you to understand, my brothers and sisters. Stay focused in that what you're doing and you will see 
the provision of blessings. It's when we get distracted and misled by that of the schemes of the devil that we miss the blessings because we're so focused on what has happened, what it is happening. That's why I go back and say earlier, as I said in the message about seeing things in the natural, you know, people getting hurt, people getting killed. I'm not saying by not being attentive or allowing yourself to be so fully amassed in it that, you know, that's a sign of not having any, you know, compassion, not having any caring. That doesn't mean that you don't care, don't have any compassion. It just simply means that you're not allowing yourself to get caught up into it because you can function better when you don't. You can do what is needed of you to do when you don't. Amen. Um, you're helping a lot more by saying a prayer for those whose lives have been impacted by that tragedy than you are trying to put your actual physical hand on it. If that makes any sense to those who understand, those who are discerning in the spirit. Um, because believe it or not, your prayer, excuse me, your prayer has more authority and power than you think it does. And in some cases, it does have more than what the weight of your hand can carry, the physicalness of you putting your hand upon it. Amen. So with all those things being said, um, get ready to close out this message. Uh, this week's message, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Hebrews 4, 1 through 13, and that can be found in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Hebrews 4, 1 through 13 in the NIV. Uh, for encouragement throughout the rest of the week, you can look for us on Facebook as Encouragement Daily Blog. We're also on Instagram as Encouragement Daily's Blog. And yes, Timber is still around, and we are there as Encouragement Daily Blog. You are listening to Encouragement Daily Podcast, and we are stated on anchor.fm so visit anchor.fm and look for us as encouragement daily podcast once again that's anchor.fm encouragement daily podcast and if you would like to reach out to me if you have something you would like to share or you have a question um, that relates to any of the episodes or you just would like to get in touch with me you can do so through that of email, and that email is encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. Once again, encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. And I will only answer back to that of seriousness, of rightness, and pure questions of content. Those who are truly reaching out for the cause of that of God's kingdom and for his people. Any other nonsense or foolishness, I would dismiss. Amen. So uh, once again, thank you for tuning in and setting aside time to be received of this week's encouraging message. Encouraging words from that of God. Amen. And I pray that this message has been a blessing unto you that it will be a blessing unto you and it will help you to stay strengthened and encouraged as you continue to carry out your assignment and travel out your life's journey. Uh, share, 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 and share. Amen. God bless you, people of God. I thank you for your attentiveness and that of your blessful support. 
May the rest of your day be safe and healthy and that you will stand in all goodness and receive of that of the Lord's blessings. And may the rest of the week be more the same. Amen. Mm -hmm.